He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I know I promised you guys Harrison Fagan and that he was going to get ready to laugh at me for a solid 15 minutes or so for my Lonnie Walker tweet. Um, he has COVID. He has... He, We're putting he, his business out like that? I mean, who cares? Like, he, it's not, Him, maybe? It's Hip-hop? not an STD. It's not, perhaps? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a... I don't even think it's a... Uh, yeah, they, they, they declared that it's not an emergency anymore. So, yeah, Harrison is sick, and I figured you know, Harrison is, like, good enough to technically go, um, but seeing as the Lakers have a 3-1 lead, we figured we would, you know, let him rest up and, and get ready for game six. <laughs> yeah, like the rumors that the Lakers may... Not the rumors, <laughs> the the hot take artist who said maybe the Lakers should rest everybody in you, game five. You know, what? it's funny. We not made everybody fun of that. Like we, 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 like, jokingly said that last night. Like we 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 jokingly said, you know, who said start, that? Huh? Who said that? You and Raj? Yeah, me, Raj, and and Serena. It was mostly me because you know I'm the like I'm the one who's more likely to to fly off a handle. I didn't. Say, I don't actually think that. I wake up this morning and ESPN's like, well, what do you think? Okay, should they? So no, a lot of no, they should not. This is the goddamn playoffs. <laughs> and and we'll get to this. And that's Aaron. Aaron is is here instead of Harrison, by the way. Yeah, yeah, me. Um, A, this is the playoffs. And you don't give up. You do not give away playoff games. Shout out the Warriors, who (laughs) seemingly decide to just keep doing this a bunch. Um, Seven-point lead going into the fourth last night. Well, they were up 12 in both, 12 or 13 in both games in LA Mm -hmm. and gave away game one and gave away games in the King series and gave away games all year. Uh, so this is just seems to be who they are, but that's the other part of this. A, this is the playoffs. You don't give up. You don't give up games. Like all the people talking about when to sit. You know, LeBron, AD up. However, that was true in the Memphis series. It's been true in the blowout of the Warriors in Game Three. The answer to that is basically never. Yes, I know you want to minimize mileage on people. It's the playoffs. You don't. Um, and the other thing is, if there is one team that. I mean, we'll see, maybe or maybe not, is like, you know, what, I don't know, put some like vampire or something that you, some some nightmare creature that you just can't kill. Oh. If there is one of those, maybe it is the Warriors and maybe it isn't, but at least the idea should be that's the Warriors because they just always win. So you cut off the head, you You burn the body. You do not, you do not play around with this at all. Yeah. AD and LeBron need to play 44 minutes again. You and kick every weapon away from the body as possible, even after the head is chopped off. Like yes. you, you, you know. right? You shoot them, you 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 shoot them and kill them, and then you walk up on the body, and just because you shoot them in the head seventeen more times, and then <laughs> yeah. you still are a little concerned. Yeah, you, you like as you're walking away, you're still kind of looking back there, like, yeah. is this actually going to happen? You check, uh, um, you check the kitchen for steak knives. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um. So yeah, I no, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. That. Like last night, last night, I, you know, I was like, I jokingly said, like the Lakers are going to get their butts kicked. I think in Game Five, 
and you know this is a rare game that you just you just forfeit and you and you stay at home. But I said it with a no, smile. I, I think they're going to get their butts in, kicked in Game Five, and I think the I think the Lakers handle the Warriors pretty easily in Game Six. I also think it's not, and this is the first time I've ever said this, and I think this is the first time anyone could possibly think this about this mm -hmm. group. And the, I think there's a non-zero chance, and I don't know what it is because I just don't have a good handle on this series. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a non-zero chance the Warriors just laid out. And that sounds impossible to say about that group. I've been thinking about that all day. I've been thinking about it all day. And I and I think part of it is because like when the team that you root for wins a playoff game, you think like they're never going to lose ever again. Like there's a sense of immortality and in invincibility that comes with winning a playoff game, especially a playoff game like the Lakers just won last night where, you know, coming off of a 30-point win um, and then, you know, down seven – to the to the reigning champs, Steph is giving you everything he has. They're at least in the first half spamming pick and roll right, every, in a way Steph that, is giving you everything he has that Steve Kerr's play calling allows. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, again, lots to talk about here, but yeah. but yeah, I've been almost. So basically, here's here's the situation I'm I'm in betting wise. All right, oh, I know okay. how much you guys love to hear about hear about Avery's. This is the donuts. part I have to like stay away from. So I, I just have to like mute my mic while you talk about this. Well, all right, but so the Lakers, um, I heading into the series. It, oh, I wait, made hold two... on. I asked you a question on Twitter. Sorry to interrupt you because it's your show. I asked yeah. you a question yesterday on Twitter because you said you you alluded to the fact that basically Avery is four and zero. She uh, is when she four wears and a jersey. She and well, then, she was three and, and now when I tweeted. Is now five and zero, right? Is now no, five now and four and zero. Now, now four. I thought, now I thought four you said four. No, I thought you. I'm pretty sure you said four and zero before the game yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's five and zero, and I shouldn't know this better than you do. I'm uh, pretty no, sure I'm pretty it's sure it's four. Okay, I okay. no, 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 no. You know what? You know, no, you know what happened? I said that she was attempting to be four and zero. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, and so I said what happened in the other five games, which I guess should have been six games at that point, because mm -hmm. I read it. I read it as she was four and not she was attempting to be four and And I think yeah. we figured it out because <laughs> your, your first rooting interest here is not the Lakers going faux, 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 faux. Your so... first rooting interest is manipulating the series for whatever futures you have in each series. <laughs> That's why you. That's why you pull back on the Avery jersey. Why wouldn't you do it every time if you're just trying to win? You no. Wanna, all right. You want to hit the games exactly, so you finesse it so that Avery doesn't bring the Lakers good luck every game. No, <laughs> that's not true. Bring her in Although, here. Bring her my, in here. My betting. Bring my betting. Here. My betting record on the Lakers this playoffs is pretty pristine. Like. <laughs> And by the way, rule number one is do not bet on games you're emotionally attached to. That's rule number I, one of gambling. Well, but the problem is, like, I also know more about the Lakers than any other team I would potentially uh -huh. be betting on. Except how much so. of that is you think you know, but you don't actually because your fandom clouds. No, your... I'm look, I can't be hated. I can't be hated for being the negative guy in in Lakers media and then also be hated for being a homer. Like I, y'all can't have the, that both ways. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. It's not both ways. It's the same way because mm -hmm. you, if, if you are, and I'm putting air quotes up for people that are listening to this, not watching this, I'm putting air quotes up. If you are the, uh, the king of Lakers haters in Lakers media, mm -hmm. if that is the, if that is the case, 
that also clouds your thinking. It's not no, it's not necessarily that you're a Laker homer. You could say because you are because you just assume it's going to go poorly or because you assume some negative things because you are the king of the Lakers haters in Lakers media. Maybe you mm -hmm. think, well, it's going to be six instead of five or it's going to be seven instead of six or you just assume the other shoe is going to drop at some point. That clouds your thinking, too. He, here's what I'm going to say. Cloud, and I don't want to not clouds is not the right word influences. I don't I don't want to I don't want to like sound like I'm shitting on other Laker people. Right. Like, I think there are a lot of to. really, 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 really <laughs> smart. <laughs> but you're going to. Well, I. I think that I probably watch more non Lakers games than most. And like back back when I was locked on. I agree with that. You mean you mean like most Lakers media people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and, or, and not like, fair. I think it's correct. Back when I was back when I was at locked on, I had a national I had a national show. And then when I was at Vox, you and I had our show, which swayed more national than than the rest of the Lakers stuff. Because like I can't I can't get enough of basketball. And right. um like I, again, I'm not saying that to sound like I'm some genius or anything like that. I just think that like that that does influence, to use your word, um, my takes on the lakers like mm -hmm. i'm always really hard on the lakers because i look at other teams out there and i'm like man there's some really really talented teams out there. there's some really good smart organizations that the lakers are competing against and i know how much it's going to take to to beat them and then you know by the way that kind of that that also the other side of that coin is i looked at coming into these playoffs and after the trade deadline i looked around and i was like you know there's a path here Mm -hmm. There's a, I've, I've, I've paid real close attention to a lot of these teams. I have a lot of friends who cover a lot of these teams. Um, and in some cases work for some of these teams. I'm like, man, I, I think there's the, the Lakers have a real shot here. And, well, my hot and, take um, what's on that, that on that? Like, yeah, down go for that it. Path. My hot take is, and I said this previous, uh, I said this a couple days ago, so not before the series, but after we got to see a little bit of uh, Denver and Phoenix and got to see a little bit of the Lakers and Warriors. I think whoever wins this series, which certainly looks like, yeah, actually, I don't know what it looks like. I guess it favor, like mathematically favors the Lakers right now, but I don't know yeah. what it looks like. I yeah, just don't a have man. a good handle on so, it. So yeah, whoever wins this series, I think wins the title. Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of reluctant to go there because I thought this would be, uh, I thought this was going to go seven and whoever came out of this was going to be exhausted going up against, I thought Denver was going to beat Phoenix handily. Like I thought they were going to get one of the games in Phoenix, wrap it up in five and then sit there and wait at altitude for the Lakers or the Warriors to come out of this series. So like that really made me nervous, but now it looks like that series is probably going seven because neither team has role players who can play on the road. Apparently neither team on, uh, by the way, between those two can defend their own shadows so like right. i I, a, I think it's a like a football thing neither one can stop a nosebleed right yeah like <laughs> um but i i, I by the way i, I think, think i'm Denver's with you winning that series but i think so too but i think it's going seven i you know i i, I mean, for we'll some reason like, answer tonight i guess we had the landry shamit game in phoenix we have devin booker who is like <laughs> a freaking blowtorch out there like i cannot it's, miss it's, it's i 
but it's not like cannot miss like somebody just is uh, I, I think he's shooting like 79 percent in the last two games <laughs> yeah but the the most shocking part of it the most shocking part volume no they're all jump shots yeah they're all jumpers he's shooting 79% on jumpers yeah it's silliness it's unbelievable and then you know on his team you have kevin durant who is capable of doing the same thing you know they and almost the way, had two straight games where they both assists, got 40 book had 12 assists in game 4 also because yeah. he has to do what chris paul can't because chris paul for the 100th year in a row has not made it through the playoffs <laughs> And I thought um, I was like people were were joking on Twitter like oh they're better off without Chris Paul after they won Game Three and I pushed back against that and my pushback was yeah they play faster and Chris Paul's not that good anymore but they only have like four NBA players as it is and yeah so one when one of those is out that's not a good thing they just need the bodies yeah I, I the the Phoenix thing is is really interesting um, Booker. You know, the, the reason that they have, as an organization, really step, taken steps forward the last few years has been his ability to, to, to create for others. Um, and they have progressed as that has progressed for him. And, you know, when Chris Paul is out there, especially in the playoffs, because, like, his tendency, like, the, the one thing I really credit, I, I, I said this in the lowdown last night, the fascinating thing here watching the Lakers this year is watching LeBron, like, evolve with his body recognize look at his body and be like all right i guess i'm gonna have to lean on austin i guess i gotta lean on delo i guess i gotta lean on on schroeder and pick my spots and yeah there are occasions where last night he was sticking some people in basket in, in the basket and that's when the lakers looked at their best but like he has recognized where his body is at and i don't think chris paul is always quite there like i, I still think chris paul wants to be the floor general point in this direction, call to set all that stuff. And when Devin Booker's on your team playing the way that Devin Booker is, and you have somebody not doing that stuff who isn't Devin Booker, that's where I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go so far as to say they're worse with Chris Paul. I think that um, Chris Paul needs to be staggered with Booker to continue to allow Booker to do as much creative stuff as he's doing right now. So I agree, and we're just like as we, as you and I tend to do, we're just we're so wandering. far afield. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. so far afield. But I think there's an argument to say just sit Chris Paul um, when he comes back. I don't think he's coming back in this series anyway. But yeah, because they just look, they do look better without him. Are they better without him? I don't know, but they look better without him. Actually, no, I don't think they're better without him. But they look better without him. So I think the answer, because they're just not going to not start Chris Paul, they're not going to sit Chris Paul when he comes back. I think the answer is he has to be, he has to play, and how odd does this sound? Chris Paul has to play the Landry Shamit role, which is stand in the corner. Mm. Let He's Devin not very Booker, good at that. I mean, he's a good jump shooter. He's a better yeah, jump he's... shooter than Landry Shamit. But like it's kind of like LeBron before these playoffs was like a pretty good jump shooter, but never looked very comfortable catching and shooting. Chris Paul doesn't look comfortable catching and shooting. Fair, but Chris Paul is a significantly better jump shooter than LeBron. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying like by relative standards. But do you want to mess with what's happening? I think that's the best compromise because they do need the bodies because they don't have enough NBA players. Yeah, and so I think taking obviously the heater that Book is on, you don't want to mess with that. So I think you let Book keep doing what he's doing, and it's just Chris Paul instead of Landry Shamit that is 
you know, are you going to make four or five threes in the fourth quarter? Yeah. The thing that, the thing that also drives Denver, me bonkers also watching them. the series, but I, I still think so. Cause they have two home games and, and I don't even think um, it's that. I think it's, I think we've seen, I mean, I think it's partially that, but the effort that you have seen that it has taken from KD yeah. and book mm-hmm. in games three and four, which just doesn't to happen. barely win to like barely get across the finish line. Like you're that's just, could it happen a couple more times? Yes, but mm-hmm. I'm not betting on that. Just Denver has just more <laughs> Denver has more options. You know, what's insane for all of what we've been talking about with Devin Booker scoring the basketball and stuff. I think Jokic is outscoring him in the series right now. I think he I mean, has more 50, total 53 will help more total points than, than Devin. But, but no, but it, it's just, it, it's so bananas how things kind of fly under the radar with Jokic because like what he does comes in, in the flow of the game. And he's the um, most, he, he <clears throat> like, I, we always talk about KD, right? Is like the malleable superstar that can just mm-hmm. like whatever you need. But I, I mean, Joker, like, it it feels like Joker, like, comes to each game and just dissects it. And in a way that KD can't because of Joker's size, right? In a way that, like, who's the most malleable superstar? I mean, maybe LeBron, maybe Steph. Like, Steph can fit into whatever, too, but, like... I'd say LeBron. Joker is, like... Well, Joker's not going to guard anybody still, but he's... It was like, okay, does does this game require me to get 53? Okay, I got you. Yeah. Does this game require me to get 28 rebounds? Got you. Does this game yeah. require me to get 19 assists? Got you. Yeah, he's he's incredible, man. Um like the stuff that the stuff, I mean just in general, you look around the NBA, the stuff that is going on on a basketball court right now is just fucking bonkers. It's so incredible. Like you watch what you watch what Steph was trying to do to the Lakers with all the pick and rolls last night and the 14 assists in the first half. on an on the night that he doesn't necessarily have the three point shot going. And the reason he doesn't necessarily have a point shot or the three point shot going is because occasionally you have a fucking pterodactyl switching out to him in space and capable of, of, of putting the clamps on the greatest offensive presence that we have ever really seen. Um, that's when, in when one series guys, when both guys are gassed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but like, that's just one series in the other one, you have a seven foot shooting guard <laughs> <laughs> who is doing who like over the course of his career has made look who, who has made scoring look easier than anybody in the history of the sport basically right. no no you not, have, no 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 not basically actually well i i, I think yeah that's fair i mean i i would maybe say michael or wilt back when they didn't have three in the key or whatever but like yeah, but, but yeah i i would, one of those guys neither one of those guys made threes and neither one of those guys had the handle and yeah neither and that's that's the thing. It's also, KD, I'm citing Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain size. and Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> like I'm citing that those are the only two arguments I can possibly make. <laughs> that's the best. It's one of my favorite things about the NBA is like the answer to every all time trivia question is Wilt Chamberlain. Is all <laughs> just like it's Wilt Chamberlain on and off the court. He is the um, guest. And always. then and then you know you you, you that's in, in in that same series. You have somebody who very easily could have won his third MVP in a row um, this year at playing center in a way that we have never seen before uh, in, in, in terms of yep. facilitating and scoring and rebounding, doing like James you said, Harden whatever. Occasionally beating the allegations. <laughs> What's that? 
James Harden occasionally beating the allegations. Yeah, right. And and, and on the other side, on the other side, in, in, in the other conference, right, you have uh, Boston kind of revolutionizing this thing where it's like all wings and we're just going to beat the crap out of you, but then also occasionally beat the crap out of ourselves. And, and, and like Joel Embiid, I, for one thing, like I know I, I tweeted it. I stand by it. I can't stand watching Joel Embiid play. I You're too not, big to be knocked over like that. I do not enjoy stop. It. Stop. Did you hear this stuff? Was it last week or a couple of days ago that he uh, he said that he falls all like like that on purpose to avoid injury? Did you see that? That was going around I'm, for a while. Like where he just fall instead of like bracing himself. And actually, yeah. like feeling contact, and maybe he lands on something. Mm-hmm. He just goes completely limp and flops. Let's call it what it yeah. is: flops right. to avoid injury. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, you are seven foot nineteen, six hundred and eighty nine pounds. Like, stop. It. Also, what you're doing isn't working. You haven't made it through a playoffs yeah, successfully. Yeah, uh, yet. Yeah. So, so like maybe fucking stand up. Like, just try that. <laughs> Don't let your five hundred and fifty seven pound frame hit the floor every time you get touched. Let's just like try Andre it. the Giant. Right? See what they, it looks like, like. Call him whatever pounds he like. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Have you ever seen a 568 pound dude? I don't know. Maybe. I don't it looks that like big. that. Are you sure? It, 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 if it, if I ever saw one, it would look like that. Like he's a giant person, but still, like even while I can't stand stand watching him play, he's doing stuff that like somebody that big should not be able to do with touch and footwork and finesse and also power when he has to he's defensively. He was not the just MVP, insane. But he's a fantastic player. Um, and then, you, you know, you, you, you have what's going on in Miami right now where like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler turns Jimmy into Butler's Michael Jordan are, every playoffs. Jimmy what? Butler's legs are about as good as mine at this point. And I just yeah. had surgery and he just is like, I have a third of one leg and here's like right. 29 and eight and 12. Yeah. And he's still gliding somehow. Like it's not it, it, when he's in the air, he moves differently than everybody else. It's really kind of cool to watch him play. So to, so to yeah. bring this back to what people actually that are listening to this care about. I was disappointed is not the right word, but I was kind of surprised at the crowd in game three um, in uh, in crypto for uh, for Lakers Warriors last night. I don't, I don't know if this is coming out tonight, but mm-hmm. Monday night, game four, was an all-time crowd. Bonkers. It was all-time. And I don't know if the game was good. So I think we do. We, we make a mistake in as fans and in the media of equating competitive with good. Yeah. Um, so it was a, an incredibly competitive game. I don't know if... Dramatic. The, I don't know if the level of basketball was that good. But it was as intense. I sit pretty close. And it was as intense as any game I've ever seen in person. It was yeah. like the the speed and the aggression and the force with which both teams played 
Yeah. There wasn't a lot of shot making other than Lonnie in the fourth. There wasn't a lot of shot making, but I was, and this is, I've done this. I've been to every Lakers game for six years or something like that. And I've been in and around the NBA for most of my adult life. And I was still struck. My brother went with me and he and I were like talking back and forth. I was struck by the physicality, the aggression, the force, the give a fuck. That, See, but that both teams that does make with. it a good game to me. That does like like that. Yes, the shot making wasn't there, and the score was in the mud, and it, and it felt at times like a '90s game or whatever. But like, I like playoff. I like the idea of like Steph getting up after throwing the ball out of bounds while he had a timeout in his back pocket. Like, I love the idea. I mean, of that was getting... just going. That was just going back to the to the King series. We can't. He we, was just like, we, do, we, I, we do I? Do I? No. Yeah, yeah, we can't count on Steph to to know the timeout count. But like he he gets up and he has like this like he has like a you know but you know I wouldn't call it a floor rash because he didn't hit his neck on the on the floor or anything like that but like he had a scrape on his neck like abrasion and yeah yeah something that's, that's a good word and for Draymond it Draymond definitely got concussed <laughs> you know how I knew J- Draymond got concussed that behind the back move that he made and then he makes the layup like yeah he then, doesn't do look, that sober that was that was on the side where I said he looked directly at Rich Paul and started nodding at him and yelling at him after he yeah and then you know like I, I yeah I, I I love I love like I think the NBA needs more of those kinds of games mixed in you know like we just talked about Joel Embiid we're in a time where clearly like the, the, and, and always, this is always going to be the case, but the American populace wants physicality from their sports. They love hockey. And the idea that at any point, I mean, the two guys hockey, can just randomly do throw football. down. We love hmm? the violence of football. Yes. Yeah. The love and, and the violence of MMA. There's that yeah. slap fighting thing that exists for some reason. Um, and, and it's just like, like the, you, you watch that and you, and you feel the taste for that from the American populace. And then you look over and there's Joel Embiid falling because like Malcolm Brogdon breathed on him one time. He's like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like the, the, the NBA needs more of games. Like we just saw last night, Monday night, whenever you guys oh, are listening to this, yeah. they need more of that physicality, even, even if it isn't pretty necessarily. And it wasn't like there were, there were stretches there. And especially in the fourth quarter where it was only Lonnie Walker who was scoring for some there reason, were, there were stretches. <laughs> that was the entirety of the fourth quarter. <laughs> what do you mean there were stretches? But, but, yeah, but like, were, you yeah, know, you're right. There was a there was a 12 minute stretch. <laughs> it's a 12 minute stretch. Yeah, it's. I think it literally started at 11:59. Right, he basically made his first three like well, seven look, seconds the, into the, the game. Quarter was, the fourth quarter into was the fourth quarter was 27, 17 Lakers, and Lonnie had 15 of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved last night. I loved every second of it. I love like the physicality that these guys pushing each other as hard as they can possibly go and sometimes harder than they can possibly go. Um, and, and, and yeah, like that's, that to me is what playoff basketball should it was look a lot like. Of, it, it was a lot of fun. And um, it was, and by the way, I was hard on the crowd in game three. So to be fair, shout out to the crowd in game four. It was a weird game for game three, though, right? Like the Lakers start down 12, and then they like just randomly make a, a 10 something run, and then that turns into a 30 point win. Like that's kind of a tough game to like get yourself situated in. I thought it was until yesterday, I thought it was more that Lakers fans felt like something had been accomplished in beating Memphis, right? Especially with how the year mm. started. And so. Look, 
Laker fans are not going to be satisfied with a first round win because there are higher aspirations yeah. than that. Who do I but talk I to about that was, state championship t-shirt? I, I got one for you if you want. Um, <laughs> I do think it was, I do, I do, but I do think that it felt like for Lakers fans, the first chance after, after beating Memphis, after vanquishing Memphis, I do think it felt like the first chance to kind of exhale, you mm. know, cause it's been like a, for the team and for fans, it's been like a, you start two and 10 every day has been like a like white knuckle kind of thing. And this was the first chance to, especially after winning game one in, in San Francisco. Yeah. It kind of, I think it felt kind of like a, you can take a yeah. breath for a second. Literally just did it right now. Like because as you're saying, not like... every game now for the first time ever, not every game basically is a must win. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it was the two fan bases that travel the best are the Lakers and the Warriors. And since they are, close in proximity that there were more warriors fans obviously than memphis fans um mm -hmm. and there were a lot of war that's what that was my working assumption and there were a lot of warrior fans in game three there was a lot of warriors fans in, in game four also but it didn't feel like there was a dent in the din of the building from the warriors fans last it was it was or what to say Monday as you listen to this, whatever, whenever you listen oh, to this Monday, Tuesday. yeah, <laughs> whenever you listen to this Monday. So because I was kind of hard on the, I thought, I thought the building was great in the first round. I did not think the building was great in game three um, against the Warriors. It was even a level up from, from round one uh, on Monday. As you listen to the, it doesn't matter when you listen to this Monday, <laughs> Monday's the same whether you listen. There's no yesterday, today, tomorrow, whatever. Monday. Yeah. Um, I was incredibly impressed and it lived up to the, the tenor of the game. It lived up to the hype of the game. It lived up to the storylines of the game and it lived up to why we all thought this series would be such great theater. The part of it that I really enjoyed that really made its way through the TV, you know, and, and, and last quick thing here on the, on the crowd, but like, which, which TV did you watch on the 85 in the foyer or. Let's see. This was the uh, this was the eighty five and the well. I I went back and forth. I have like a sixty something over here in my office, and then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so I was going back and forth there. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that when you're watching a game? Like, do you ever kind of swap positions over the like in in a living room, depending on the depends the direction how it, depends the how it's going? going. <laughs> right. Yeah, going. that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I always say I'm not superstitious, but just in case, yeah, it's not gonna be my fault. I'm a little stitious. I'm, I'm, just in case, <laughs> just in case we can't blame me. I don't know, but we yeah. can't blame me. Uh, the Lakers went on their run when I moved one of the like bar stools from our from our counter bar to the couch Will it stay and there sat for, there. Will it stay there for for Game Five? No, I I see. This you've is already thing. moved like you, it back. You you asked me you asked me like why Avery hasn't been wearing that that jersey all the time. Yes. Correct. I did. Um, I don't want to one like I want to be able to look back and tell her like, "Hey, kiddo, you went you went undefeated in a playoff run one time, and it's okay, going to well, be take like it off, then then don't let her wear it again because the Lakers are going to lose another game in the post. Well, no, but I but I'm very selective of the games what that I get? okay. So you just knew you just knew yesterday. I had a feeling. I had a oh, feeling. Okay. That's what I say. Like I I've, I've been pretty pristine in my betting in okay. my betting on, on the Lakers this year. Um, or certainly these playoffs. This year was a little rough because um, it, I felt bad fading them as often as I had to when when Russ was still on the team. But like, money. 
It's hey, dirty money. Man. Donuts. It's dirty money. Donuts. Donuts are um, delicious, but that's dirty money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I last night, um, moved the, the chair from the, from the, uh, Island bar that we have there to the, behind the, behind the couch. And Jen was like, you're really going to stay there this whole time. He's like, Jen, they're on an eight Oh run, 10 Oh run. Now I am not moving. God damn right. I'm going to stay here. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but so I was, I was, um, watching though. And the thing that really came through in this one, and this to me is where, a great crowd separates itself from a good crowd is when you feel that crowd, like uplifting the team, you know, a team needs a lift Mm -hmm. and you know, the right basket goes through and the crowd really gets behind it and really starts to like, try to get the guys going that to me, like that really showed itself in, in that, in that, um, in game four there in ways that like Lakers fans never really get credit for because of the whole like East coast bias thing that exists in media. I think it's also a Dodgers, like people associate Lakers fans with Dodgers fans and the Dodgers are notorious for what is it like showing up in the third and leaving in the seventh. Yeah, I guess. But like Dodgers fans too, though, like when, when, when the Dodgers are playing in an important game, Dodgers fans are bananas. Those like that, that, Chavez Ravine gets loud. It gets so loud. Like I, I can't even imagine. You know, nineteen. What was it? Eighty-eight. When, when Kirk Gibson hit that home run, I couldn't. Uh I can't even fathom how loud that building must have gotten. Have you ever thought about it? Cool. (laughs) Great. Um. All right. We got. We have to talk. Thanks for having me on for the last time. (laughs) So, so, Mister Pristine, what do you? I, I keep saying this, but I don't have a good handle on this series. Like, this is going to sound strange. Well, okay. Here was my thinking going in. Yeah. I think let's the start Warriors, there. I think the Warriors are better than the Lakers. I disagree but, now, but yeah. Going in, I thought the Warriors are better than the Lakers. But both teams have a bad habit of not showing up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel predictable. Just the Warriors have been horrendous on the road. They sort of got rid of some of those demons or so we thought in, in, in Sacramento. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't have a good handle on this to begin with, but I thought the Warriors were slightly better. I think the teams are very evenly matched. I thought the Warriors, the Warriors a game is better than the Lakers a game, but I think the Lakers throughout the season probably did a better job of getting to their B game more than the Warriors. Yeah. And so, like, some of this hasn't changed in the series. Like, there have been a lot of moments where it was like the Lakers just can't handle the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And and you think that in the like the moments that matter in the the last second stuff, all the you think the the Warriors like championship DNA, all the stuff that the reasons why you were like the, the Kings have no chance against the Warriors is because the Warriors have won all these titles. They've all done it before. And in those moments in this series, the Warriors have largely fallen apart, which is like a shocking, but also kind of in line with what their season has been like. And it's also like LeBron and AD have done this together also. Right. So I don't know. I don't like, I'm still kind of like, I'm still confused by it. The Lakers are up three, one. And basically every warrior except Steph, and that includes the coaching staff, that includes yeah. management, that includes all, like everybody but Steph has been pretty awful. Yeah. 
And I still don't feel like I have a handle on it. Like if you told me the Lakers kind of punted game five, like they did in Memphis, in the Memphis series, I would say, okay. If you said the Warriors say like, take a stand, we will not die. Right. Our dynasty is not over. Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. If you told me LeBron says, this is my chance to like put the stake in the vampire's heart in game five. And LeBron has his like game that he just dominates everything. I believe it. Yeah. If you told me the Warriors laid down because the vibes are horrendous with the Warriors, I be- I just don't know. I believe like this is why all of this is so fascinating because you could tell me like there are so many outcomes that seem kind of just believable. And so, the Corgi says the Warriors are winning in seven, which has been edited and ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that dog has um, shot a hundred for a hundred. Yeah, like something absurd. is going on there. But um, all right. So my thinking going into the series was I was with you. Um, look, we, 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 we recorded the preview show on mm-hmm. this feed, right? And you and I yeah. talked about it after we finished up, you know, not to tell any, any trade secrets here. After we finished up, we both kind of said, like, man, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Uh, and, and, and I didn't think it was a very good matchup for the Lakers. Um, I, I didn't think, though, that, like, so many Warriors role players would no-show. Like, Jordan Poole had one good game. He's been shit otherwise. Clay Thompson, I thought, last night shot He had as many points them. last night as you and I did. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson last night, I thought kind of shot them out of the game, took a couple really dumb shots there in the fourth. Um, Jamon Green had that brutal turnover. Um, and, and in, in the yeah, fourth, can we talk quarter, about that for a second? Yeah, why is Steve Kerr calling that hammer action out of a timeout? On, He's calling on the guy on, Lebr- it, on LeBron A, who has seen this and knew what was happening, and against Lakers coach Darvin Ham. Who the hammer action was was created for? <laughs> I found that out last night. I can't believe I didn't doing? know that. Yeah, I, I think Kerr found that out last night too. He's like, "Hold on, oh, what?" <laughs> but like, I, I, I. So anyway, my thinking coming into this series um, was, I thought there were more ways for Golden State to win the series because they had home court advantage, and I just thought they match up better against the Lakers' weaknesses than the Lakers matched up against theirs, right? So the two bets that I I, I placed coming into this one Where is it? Where is was... Avery? <clears throat> huh? Where's Avery? She's she's in the next room. She's, she's rubbing, rubbing her hands together thinking about yeah, right, what right. she's getting. So the, the two bets that I made coming into this one was the Lakers to win, and they were both $100 bets. One was on longer longer odds, obviously. Okay. But um, I put a hundred bucks on the Lakers uh, winning in in six, which was at uh, plus four hundred, and then I bet a hundred bucks on the on the Warriors to win the series at any point because I thought that and it was the safer bet. The the Warriors were the were the um, favorites. If I had it to do again, I would have waited because I had a feeling the Lakers were going to win Game One, and I bet on the Lakers to win Game One. Um, if I had it to do again, I would have waited for the Lakers to win Game One. And then place the bet on on the Warriors to win mm. a series at some point and get better odds on it. Got better odds, yeah. Um, but but even still, like it would it would been it would have been more, and it was when I made the bet more of a, a hedge bet. Um, I wrote for Substack that I thought that the path that the Lakers had to take was super specific, where they had to win Game One. 
they had to, to they had to win three and four and then from there you take you, you can you can rest in five and then win in six um, I thought that was always the path that the Lakers are going to have to take to get there. They have stayed on schedule. Um, and, 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 and by the way, we talked about, I thought there was no way that you're beating the Warriors three times in a row. So it had yeah. to be game one. So you yeah. can get three and four. Yeah. We talked about that. That was a great point when, when you made it too. Cause yeah. Cause and I, by the I, way, I'm, I'm if you're going to close, if, if the Lakers are going to close the Warriors out, they will win three in a row. Yeah. I just don't see Here. it happening in game Here. five, yeah. but, but we'll see. But, but yeah, I, I, um, and that's why, like, tomorrow I'm probably going to bet on the Lakers, even though I don't see it happening, because that's the only hedge. You're hedging your hedges? I'm hedging the hedge, right? Like, if, if the, because if the Lakers win in game five, I lose both of those $100 bets. But if they win in game five and I place a big enough bet on them to win game five, I can wind up clearing at least one of the bets. So that's the, that's the path that I've taken here. Do you have any idea on, on this game is five? Like one of, or- I mean, look. And admittedly, I mean, I'm if I did, close. I'd be a lot richer. I'm too, I'm too close to this, yeah, on both sides. So maybe that's probably what it is. But I feel like in all of the playoffs I've seen, been a part of, covered, whatever, I feel like this series is the series I just have the least handle on. Hmm. And again, I mentioned it like whatever ten minutes ago. If you told me the Warriors laid down and died because the vibes are so terrible in Game Five, I'd believe it. If the vibes are me, terrible. Like Jordan Poole and Kaminga are, are sitting there whining after every the single game horrendous. about playing time. Um, if you told me that Steph and Clay and Draymond says we're not going out like this, I don't care what happens with the Lakers. Yeah, I'd believe it. If you told me LeBron like kind of just throttles it down to you know and sees what he has in the first quarter, the first half, and if it's not there, just as like. We have two more chances. We're going home. I'll pack it in. I'd believe it. Yeah. If you told me LeBron has one of those throwback 48, 19, and seven games, I'd believe don't, it. Like, I don't know I just if I don't know. believe that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that in LeBron's bag right now. I don't, but... That's the point. Like, I just, I don't know. I, like, that's what's so fascinating about this series is yeah. it still feels like all possibilities are on the table. Yeah, I, I think if I could theorize, like you and I have been talking about basketball now for years, plural, yes. right? Yes. And and um, you are very analytically driven, mm-hmm. and all of the numbers would indicate, and they did indicate coming into this one, that the Lakers were underdogs. And I wouldn't go so far as to say heavy underdogs, but like notable underdogs in this one, because With like the Warriors... Though. The, the war, yeah, they had advantages. There, there were ways, and the Lakers have done a really good job to offset some of the ways that the Warriors have broken the math. Um, I thought that, like, if they could get one of Poole or Moody to not be playable, that's how you win the series. Like, well, it's not playable. If, and if you, and he hasn't been for the most part, yeah. And no, and no, no, not for the most part. He has not been. The part that I didn't see coming, and I, I, I thought it was a key coming into the series. Um, but I, I didn't see both of these things happening. And this is, I think, why the Lakers are now such heavy favorites to win at, at 3-1. They found a way to make both Poole and Looney not playable. Yeah. Both of those guys not being able to stay on the court in this one is, is to me, like the great advantage builder for the Lakers because Looney isn't there creating extra opportunities for the Warriors and Poole isn't there you know, taking advantage of 
those extra opportunities. And, and like you take away both of those things, it's such big parts of the warrior's identity. Um, and, and yeah, I just, you know, it, that's, I think why the series is where it's at right now. AD has been spectacular. Um, the Lakers have gotten good production in spots from guys that needed to step up when they did step up. Um, but, but that, like, no, that's, that is what it is. Yeah. I, it, I, it's, it's, Lonnie won the game yesterday. Yeah. And Austin had 20 plus and AD had 20 plus and LeBron had 20 plus. There was a couple D low games. But that's, that's what it is for yeah. the Warriors. It's Steph. And then looking around like anybody, he's like, Will he's like, Will Smith. Will, in the yeah, looking room. at his dad. Like, yeah. Like, does anybody wanna... <laughs> yeah. Anybody? I, I, <laughs> it, it, it it's on one hand it's like obviously really stoked that the lakers are are winning this thing and and appear ready to move on um on the other hand though it's like bittersweet because this should have been a western conference finals or like this should have been a final series because i i agree with you i think what the team if not if i i even if i don't necessarily want to go so far as to, to speak so definitively and say that the Lakers are, you know, or whoever wins the series is going to win the championship. Whoever wins this series has done the most, I think, impressive thing that any of these other playoff teams have done. I right, so I'll put right? it, or I will put do. it this way. I think whoever wins the Lakers-Warriors series, which obviously has tilted heavily Lakers at this point, um, but... I I don't think you can count out the Warriors until they're dead and buried and then you dance <laughs> on their grave and then you yeah. zoom the body and kill it yeah. again and bury it again. And you put like um, a GoPro outside of like the where of the hole to make sure like you have it on camera when they get out of the hole. Yeah. Yes. I think either one of these teams is beating either one of Denver and Phoenix, which puts you in the finals. And the Celtics are scary, but there's just something wrong with the Celtics. Yeah, Missoula sucks. I don't know what it is exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's part of it. He's getting a lot of heat from from Celtics fans. Um, I don't think he's been quite as bad as the Celtics fans would would have you believe. Yeah. But then there's also the and you saw this in last year's playoffs, and not just against the Warriors throughout the playoffs. Jason Tatum led, set a record for most turnovers in the playoffs. Jason Tatum just has a thing where, for whatever reason, he just either doesn't show up at all or yeah. is awful mm-hmm. like at least one game out of every three. And sometimes it's every other game. So I like, I think Boston might be the best team, but I just don't buy it. Nobody I, is afraid. Nobody's afraid of Philadelphia. Yeah. The Knicks are cooked. Like Miami doesn't have anybody left. Jimmy Butler's terrifying. Yeah, as as we saw in, in the finals a couple of years ago, where he just kind of won a game by himself, but his ankles busted up. So, I I, I think at this point, I again I'm 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 gonna say it again, and I will say it with my chest definitively. Uh, shout out Kevin Hart. Whoever wins this series, I think is winning the title. As it stands right now, I'm looking at, at odds, and I'm not going to say which site that I'm looking at because I, I probably should know. Um, I don't. Yeah, well, it's not directly sponsored. Um, the Celtics are at plus one sixty five. The Lakers are next at plus four hundred. Is this this is to win in the title? 
to win the title. Um, so a buddy of mine bet, he told me he bet um, the Warriors to win the title before the game last night, and they were plus 850. So I would imagine they're plus now 1600 they're, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which ironically is what I bet on the Lakers at after the deadline. I bet on the Lakers to win the title at the Ooh, deadline for enough, plus sixteen hundred. Enough that it matters. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't need. I'm not in your pocket. Few donuts here and there. Okay. You know, few, few few donuts here and there. And can Avery have Krispy Kreme for a whole week? Oh man, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, Krispy Kreme isn't even the best donut shop out here, though. Like, it's it's you know. Yeah, but I mean, we have to like. Yeah. Krispy Kreme Bob, is where Bob I was at donut when I Emporium down the street. <laughs> like, Grand, okay. Grand Donuts like Grand uh, Donuts pink, do, they have, do they have a pink box? Yes. All yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um all right, so let's let's wrap up here um by taking a look ahead and you know, as you got as you and I are recording this, uh we don't yet know the results of game 5 between Denver and Phoenix. Uh we do not. I think Denver's gonna win. Um, did you think Jokic should have been suspended? No, no, that was me silly. Neither. No, that was silly. Like, if we're gonna do blame pie, for me, that's like eighty percent Ishbia and twenty percent Joker. So no. Yeah, I here's my thing, and I understand. I do that, think, like, hold on, be, I will say this though. I. No, you know, being a slave to president, being a slave to president, it it can be problematic, right? Like eventually you do have to make progress from bad decisions, but you, you have to kind of plan that progress better than like something happens and you're all of a sudden like, well, we got to make progress now. Um, I, so I thought that like you, for the Suns especially, and I look, it takes, it takes, it takes a, it takes a lot for me to feel like empathy for Suns fans. But yeah. the Suns as a franchise, the Suns as a franchise watched Amari Stoudemire and Boris Diaw get suspended a game for wandering off Correct. of the bench. Correct. And and then now the a Oregon fan a, a fan gets pushed. However, you know, much you want to talk about like he embellished it or whatever. And he did. He totally had it coming and all that stuff. Yeah. But still, like to, for the same franchise to watch Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire get suspended and now turn around yep. and not have that guy suspended against us. <laughs> okay, so, so I that's feel why, pretty this, shitty. This is why it's problematic for the NBA because of everything you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. You can't go into the stands and push people. But... Um, Matt Ishbia, if he was any other fan, if he didn't own the team, mm-hmm. he would have been ejected from the arena immediately. Also. Yeah. What like, and then Book is joking about it. Well, he did his job. He got us a point, right? Because there was the, the, yeah. the T on Joker. Like, yeah, Joker can't push a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the flop. Joker can't put his hands on a fan, but a fan can't put his hands on Joker either, and can't like hijack the ball. I mean, like, yeah. didn't even get a delay of game. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And then here's the other problem, which is why it's weird for the NBA. And this is true because of the Embiid thing also. Like, part of the reason for Draymond's suspension when he got put in an ankle lock and then put a, stomped a mud hole in Zabonis was, like, a pattern, right? That The NBA said a pattern of behavior or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, Joker has that, too. 
Joker's got some incidents also. So he I knocked just, out Mo- a Morris brother for like half a season. Right. <laughs> Cheap shot at him, by the way. Yeah. So, and this is the and this is the case with if we want to wrap it up with with um, like more Lakers stuff. This is the case to like I think the only thing you can say to the NBA is like, let me know what it is and let's have a line and let's have it applied to everyone. I don't think it's a like. People will say it's a black versus white thing. I don't think that's what it is. No. But like. There's a perception though, but I don't think I that's. Understand I, the sentiment. I know that's not what it is. Yeah. I, I don't. I happen to not think that's what it is, but I understand the sentiment. And. So. Why? Can I also like, just say like what happens? I didn't if, want Joker suspended, but like by rule, he probably should have been. And, that's exactly what I landed on. Also, right, like, like it, imagine, it, imagine it, if he did that to Genie. Injected too and fined. Like what? Um, why are you allowed to hold the ball and put your hands on a player? I'm not saying Genie would ever go that far, but like just say that Genie is the person on the other end of that I, thing. I will not say that. I guarantee you. That player gets suspended. I guarantee it that that player gets suspended but for, for shoving not, well, a, whatever, like grabbing the ball he, and trying to disrupt play. That's the like the entitlement that he feels like he's part of the game is is like I don't, uh, it's just gross. Yeah, which is why I said, look, Joker can't do what he did, but which is why I say it's like eighty percent, twenty percent, and so I only ask for like. Like figure out whatever it is and just apply yeah. the rules evenly to everybody. And to bring it back to Lakers Warriors, that's all you ask for for the refs too. I like. Yes. I get what Steve Kerr is doing, you know, yeah. complaining about the officials because like you should, right? You should. No, he should. Yeah, no. I'm, even I'm if just, he doesn't I, believe, even if he doesn't believe it, he should. Right? You're down yeah. three, three, one. You should. Their entire dynasty has been built on illegal screens fuck out of here everybody hates the officials every night everybody thinks they get fucked every night it's not a Mm -hmm. it's not a steve kerr thing it's not a warriors thing right the warriors set a bunch of a bunch of screens which are borderline and maybe illegal andrew bogut said like he basically said like i had to literally pull a knife on somebody to get you know (laughs) yeah but like okay but warriors fans would complain about lakers stuff and Nuggets fans are going to complain about Phoenix stuff and Phoenix stuff fans are going to complain about Nuggets stuff. Like this is what it is. And mm-hmm. they're all right. And they're all wrong. The problem though, is like the, the reason why I don't like it from Kerr is game. What did we just watch for in, at least in my opinion was the best officiated game of the series. <laughs> I think he had a case earlier. You don't have a case. Now this was the best officiated game. Yeah, I think they shot the most free throws, right? Of, of yeah, I think any the Lakers had a, I think the Lakers had a ten free throw attempt. Yeah, I think the Lakers had ten free throw attempts more. Um, Which felt but low, like, it's to just be like, honest. But I, I get it, right? I get it. Like this is what you do, right? It's not a Steve Kerr thing. This is an everybody thing. You, this is a card you play in the playoffs. You complain yeah. about officiating, right? And you hope to get a better whistle in the next game. It's human nature. Um. But as it relates to the NBA and the meeting out of punishment for Draymond or Embiid or Joker, like just make it even. Yeah, officials just make it e- like just make it. Man, even. I watch I watch Draymond carry on out there, like the way he talks to refs. Not another player in the league gets to to to, to carry on that way. I think I think Nobody. he gets. I think it, in in some strange way, I think he he gets a like shorter leash. 
and longer leash yeah. than he gets, everybody he gets, in the league. He gets a quick first tech, and then they're yeah, like based on terrified. Reputation, and then he knows terrified like, to throw him out. They're not going to throw me out because yeah. they don't want to be the story. They're not going to throw he me out. He just goes and he goes and he goes and he goes. And then like I thought, and longest leash simultaneously. I also thought, like you know, to your point about the refereeing and the corrections that that exist over the course of a series, I thought the Warriors smartly, and especially Draymond, um, basically just set a tone of like, "Hey, this is how we're defending." And we're just going to hit and we're just going to push and we're going to shove and, and all those things. Yep. And if you're going to call fouls, you're going to call 75 fouls. Um, and, and they the, were never the, going to call 75 fouls. Boom, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, and especially because Draymond had five fouls early in, in game five. Some of them were dubious. Yeah. But after he says that and after that becomes the story in game four, he's like, I, I know I'm getting away with shit now. Yeah, you, you're gonna, See, all you're gonna I, all I ask, me out in the first quarter. Good luck. All I ask for is all right. Overcorrect in in uh, San Francisco in Game Five. Don't call any moving screens, anything like that. And then when the when the game gets back to LA in Game Six in a game that I think the Lakers can win, um, do not call or do not allow them to set a single screen. They, every every screen is illegal. That's all I ask for. <laughs> so do you have do you have a, my, my actual prediction? And I didn't make one before the series because I didn't feel like I have a good had a good handle on it, and I still don't feel like I have a good handle on it. But I do think there's kind of like some last stand thing for the Warriors in Game Five. I expect mm-hmm. the Warriors to win in Game Five. I think the Lakers win in Game Six. That's I think. <laughs> So but again, you could like much like individual performances, you could tell me the Warriors lay down in game five and the Lakers beat them by 40. And I'd say, yeah, OK, maybe. Or you could say the Lakers, the Warriors blow them out in game five. The Lakers get tight in game six because all the pressure is back on the Lakers. And then who knows? in game like that's why this is so fascinating. It could be anything. All right. I have now I have two questions because of that of that response. Okay. Um, One. Like, if you were asking me for a prediction, I do think that the Warriors, I wouldn't go so far as to call it like a last dance. I just think the Lakers are exhausted. Playing two straight games as hard as the Lakers just played the last two and then traveling up there is a lot. And the Lakers, um, you know, I, I, I think they're they're more likely to, I, I think it's going to be one of those games that LeBron kind of feels out at first, sees if like they can keep it close long enough that he can make a run at it late but doesn't ever really push on the gas. And then normally the Lakers just lose those games by a lot. So I think that's kind of how that game is going to go. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you talking about this last dance stuff, last dance, last dance, last, right? Last like, stand. well, yeah, right. So last stand, last dance is, has been like what the season has been referred to um, for the Warriors. And the vibes I'm are kinda, so horrendous there too. So maybe they just lay down. I don't know. Well, the vibes are terrible. Yeah. I, I'm wondering though, like, is this it? Like if did did Lonnie Walker just put a put a not the final nail, but a nail into the coffin of the of the Golden State Warriors dynasty? Like I don't know. Like the vibes are so terrible. It's clear that the young guys want to take over from for, from the old guys. It's clear that the old guys hate the young guys because the young guys want to take over for the old guys. Um, I don't really know how this is necessarily salvageable without shipping out like multiple players from either the core that won you the titles, which I personally would be loyal to. Maybe I'm a crazy person. 
Um, but I also know that because of the way that we, we, we've seen teams operate with owners that are kind of overzealous and a little high on their own supply, he might, you know, lean towards the youth movement, ship out Dre, ship out clay. I think Steph stays. I don't think there's ever a situation where they ever move Steph where he doesn't just, uh, you know, absolutely demand to be moved. Um, but, but like, yeah, is is this it? Like, I don't. We're, we're you. You're closer we're, to this. You pay to, more we're attention. We're about to find out. That, that's like that's why this is so fascinating. We're about yeah. to find out. Man, I. <sighs> the and for context, when the three Steph, Clay, and Dre, when the three of them play start and finish every game, when they're not injured, suspended, whatever, they've never lost. They just yeah. Since Steve Kerr's been there, they they've never lost. Um, this would be the first, and they've time. never lost at all before the finals. They've never lost a Western Conference series. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's why all of this is fascinating. So you right? would they would lose one and be <laughs> scrap the whole project. I, I mean, but also they're also like, <laughs> and I can they, see it. They lose because they're old, like because like it it's gone now, right? Clay's been yeah. horrendous. Dre's been eh, Steph's still one of the best one or two or three or four players on planet Earth. Yeah, that's why all this is fascinating. Do they scratch? And Dre's got a contract thing coming up, and Clay maybe, and there's the new CBA coming, and all, like all of this, it's fascinating. Yeah, I think they've. <laughs> I don't know. I think they've shown that they could still <laughs> win a title with these yeah. guys, but I, like I don't know. But does like fascinating? Does Joe Laca want to scrap the two timeline? process that he's gone on you know i think this is i think this is the two timeline thing coming to roost actually. it is oh absolutely you you have you have two guys uh on your bench who could have got you know gotten you back guys who can't help right they finally did move wiseman but at, at way below cost of what they could have moved him say heading into the uh -huh. year and and <clears throat> they closed with uh not jordan Poole. they closed with moses moody yeah um who Kaminga hasn't all, seen a who minute. Didn't play all year. Yeah, and then Kaminga did Kaminga play played, more. Kaminga isn't playing now. Some and doesn't play in the play. It's I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. Does Kerr get fired? Like, oh my god, man. Bob Myers doesn't. You have, have Bob Myers' contract thing coming up too. Draymond has a player option. Hey, Poole, you know, Poole starts his extension next year and has been an abomination. Rob Polinka is the uh, president of basketball operations. Uh, or vice president, right? What if they promote him to president and bring in Bob Myers as a, as, as general manager? What do you think, huh? I think that's unlikely. What do you think, huh? I, th I think that's unlikely. <laughs> Just the dual agents? I, I, I think that's unlikely. I want to see it. I want to see mean, it. I'm getting so greedy. Like, the, the Lakers no. have won one Although, series fair, and are up 3-1. To be fair, that assumes that Bob Myers is good at his job. I, I I think we can objectively say he's good at his job. I mean, I think we can. I think he's I think so he's is, good at his job, kind of and and this and is the kind of stepped about in. Kerr. Like Kerr is good at his job. It's all thirty. All of Roman Roy. Roman Roy is out there firing executive producers. Like Kirk Lakeup is stepping in here and 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 <laughs> demanding that they keep Chase, James Wiseman forever. Trying to get her back. <laughs> did you, what did you think of the the? What do you think of this season? Let's let's make it more broad. What do you think of this season? Succession? Yes. Uh, I think there have been 
incredible highs. Like I, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like the episode where. All right, quick spoiler alert. Yeah, if, if you, you haven't watched, if you have not, succession. if you've not watched, we're done talking basketball. This yes. is it. We're just gonna. If you've we're not just... watched this season of Succession. Yeah, you have. You now have a five second break to turn this. Yeah, off. well, not five. That's a long time. But okay. go away. You can. You can leave now. But um, I, the episode where Logan dies, I have never seen anything like that. Killing a killing a character that integral to the story, off camera, basically where he doesn't say a word. No, like. No, you know, wispy father speech on his way out. The right. the the closest thing to it is his his kids like trying to reach through the phone and pull yeah, their dad the into trying, trying to get information. Yeah, like um, I, I've I've never seen anything like that. It legitimately moved me. And then okay. I, um, yeah. I also though you. think that that like there's like a lot of filler for like the final yeah. for the final season of yeah. like what I consider the greatest, one of the greatest shows, my favorite show of all time. Um, there's been a lot of filler and I think they, they killed Logan without like a clear identity for, or, or idea of who's going to fill that airspace. And I think they're still trying to find it. So I, I, I agree with, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, so I said after, you know, there has to be a, a, statute of limitations about on Twitter and people do not follow this rule, but yeah. it's very important to me that you don't talk about a show. Like there are some shows that we collectively watch on Twitter. You do not talk about those shows. I like a 48 hour grace period, but at least, at least get 24. Right. Yeah. And so, or to me, like I see a lot of people who cover the NBA who are tweeting shit about, succession while there's an nba playoff game no, on like no. you know what we're all doing yeah no. like you know what we're all here for what are you yeah, doing no. i agree with that so i said the other day about the most recent episode that i thought it was just like dull and nothing really happened um although the scene with tom and shit but, was incredible but, yeah that's but, so oh, good. And by the way by the way cousin greg was at the uh was at the game last night um, yeah. or excuse me, Monday night, as you listen to this, um, I, so I said that on, on Twitter, um, I think Monday, I don't think I said it Sunday yeah. night. I hope I didn't say it Sunday night. I think I said it Monday, um, to give people a chance to watch it that I just thought that the acting was incredible, but like it was dull and nothing happened. And yeah. somebody, somebody on NBA Twitter today said, uh, Tuesday, said like kind of put a a thesis out about this season and i thought it really encapsulated my feelings on it is that like, who was it do you remember uh no but i can find it um i and the point was that basically i'm paraphrasing was that the plot was doing the actors no favors because the acting has been incredible Mm -hmm. But the plot, it's like the plot had done them no favors. So what I think, um, where I think we're heading in this is that like, oh yeah, I do want to, I do like predictions. So, well, I, I, I mean, I, prediction. do we think there's going to be like, this is game of Thrones where there's going to be like somebody that wins. I think the point is that like, we all lose. Like, it doesn't matter who, like the, the point of the show is like, we even saw, we saw in that last episode 
we saw Lucas Matson. You know, we find out that his numbers are fudged. With the Kyrie um, one? Yeah. With the Kyrie. I was, so was from uh, CBS. He's, uh, uh, I think he's an Sam? NBA editor, editor at uh, CBS. Oh. Adi Joseph. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said, are y'all really happy with the season of succession? Question mark. Feels like a lot of great acting papering over a weak plot. Yeah. And that's, well, how, I, like, yeah, that's how I feel. I, I So essentially, like... I, this is a this is a way in a way I'm kind of agreeing with him. Are we Bill Simmons um, now? Are we just doing? Uh, no, nah, I'm just just, like, just doing. I like I like, to, I like talking to you st- about yeah. stuff that I find yeah, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, if we it. have if I'm we have it. time, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, talk. Well, but like, but I think um, I, I think I'm I'm in somewhat agreement with him. But I think like it being kind of a thin plot or a you know kind of a whatever plot is kind of the point like Matson, we find out his numbers are fudged and he like created a new India yeah, we need to in order to, to yep. yeah. And then uh, in the previous episode, we find out that Kendall is fudging his numbers and like literally created audio of his dad making up numbers yeah. to move the market what, in what that they, way. What do they right? call him? Waste our Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so like, I, I think like the point of all of this, and and like there, it's like a really really quick a sideline that Kendall gives you, but Kendall basically says with a wink to the camera, it's enough to make you question capitalism altogether. And like that is the point. The point of this is like all of those people are broken, gross, awful people who are just messing with all of our lives in whatever way that they want to. Not for like personal wealth because the, the wealth doesn't matter. They're all rich. Doesn't matter. But because like it's the only thing that gives them life, it's the only thing that gives them any joy, and and like I think the way that this show is probably going to end is with like with nobody winning per se, but everybody losing. Like the fascist uh, president is going to win. Like the, the that that presidential candidate is yeah. going to win. Yeah. Um. And and like uh, Waystar Royco is going to buy uh whatever. Gojo, Whatever I think Madsen's, it is, right? Yeah, Gojo, yeah, Matson's yeah. company, um, they're messing with the numbers, yeah. Yeah, it, like, they're, and and yet, like, as as that is going through, um, Shiv is gonna snitch on Kendall as he's about to take over Gojo, that like, hey, by the way, little brother over there, or big brother over there, he told me he murdered somebody. Right, and, like, as, Kendall's as, he gonna did, lose. as he did his dad at the end of season two, Two, yeah, think. yeah. I just think like I just think they're all gonna keep on fi- infighting with each other. Nobody's actually really gonna win. But like the point of the show is that we keep losing because those idiots are in charge. Well, that's an I, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. I, I think that's a I think that's a good theory. And the reason why I think it's a good theory is because this may be the first show that is this popular and people are this invested in watching it where we hate everybody. Yeah. Like usually shows there, there can be shows, right? So like, I think the wire, Tony Soprano. the wires and maybe the Sopranos, I think it was the wire, or maybe the Sopranos where it was like the line is blurred between protagonist and antagonist. And yeah, like the, whoever we follow the most is, is it's fraught and it's problematic. Yeah. But there were in those shows, there were, and look, I don't, I've watched the Sopranos a couple times through, but I don't know the Sopranos as well as I know the wire. But in those shows, there were people that were redeeming, at least in, at least in pockets. Um, 
there were like redeeming characters or there were characters with redeeming traits. Yeah. And they're just not necessarily redeemable, but like there were yeah. aspects of them that you could pull. And there just towards. isn't even that in succession. Like yeah. everyone is 100% awful. You want my hottest succession take? So, so let me finish. Yeah, I do. But let me finish. So right. I think that what you're onto maybe is right. Is that like the real message of it is these people like are just fucking with me and you and Joe, everybody's lives. Mm hmm. But maybe the maybe the happy ending is that all of these people that we love to watch but also love to hate all fail, and maybe yeah. that's the happy ending is that they all fuck it up. A moment, a moment that like might kind of indicate that is um, where the guy that Shiv cheated on um, so came to the party. Yeah, yeah. Tom with yeah that guy like where he tells him like we aren't doing it the same way and. Like oh, what you mean pushing. when he, uh, to Kendall? You mean when he walked? Yeah, out like Kendall. Yeah, yeah. Kendall's trying to like do the the do the backhanded dealings and stuff that his dad used to get away with. He's trying to get him to go against the deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 the guy was just like, "No, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with. Okay, I'm leaving because I'm not okay with that." And like to your point, like I think that might be the way that everybody fails is that like you know they're so awful so, that people end up eventually just saying, "I won't be a part of this." Yeah, like we were just yeah, we're done here. Um, but I, my 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 hottest take though, because you say Love like, it. um, there are no there are no characters that that we find ourselves rooting for. You know who I find myself rooting for more than anybody? Oh God, I have no idea. Connor, I love Connor. I love Connor so much. I love. <laughs> All right. Here <laughs> we're gonna have to put that on video, but like, <clears throat> here's here's my thing with Connor. Okay. All of these other kids, all of these other kids are like, um, searching for the thing that makes them feel whole, and the only thing that they can feel whole through, the only prism that they're defining wholeness through, is like, would Daddy be happy for me doing this, right? And they never at any point like they all think speak of their father's approval. Yes. Yeah, like at no point do Shiv, Roman, or Kendall ever think of it from the perspective of like, hey, what, what is it that I am pursuing here? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, what am I looking for here? At sometimes they wanted to work together, and that was what they were pursuing. At sometimes Kendall Roy now is like apparently pushing everybody else out. Um, but but that's going to change, I think, at some point too. Um, Shiv started the show as like a holier than thou liberal person who like looked down on the family business because of the wrong it was doing to the country and all that stuff. Now she's like desperate to get in any way that she can possibly get in. Yes. And it's just like this, the, like these people have broken themselves and broken each other in pursuit of daddy's love. And the one guy, and I'm not saying that Connor hasn't been looking for approval from daddy either, but the one guy this season who has kind of flown above that and just been like, no, I think this kind of I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying running for president. Yeah, I'm probably ruining a lot of people and and all that stuff. I'm saying all kinds of stupid shit, and I'm gonna get a job. I'm not at all I'm not at all prepared to have. Um, but you know what? I'm actually willing to put my name on the thing that I want, and I I I like that. It's like it's so rare in the show that somebody Tom also Tom is also like, no, you know what? The reason Shiv I I I betrayed you for your dad is because that was my means of getting more money, and. <laughs> 
I like the characters in the show who are just willing to who are willing to just say exactly what they want and say it in clear terms and go out and, and try to get it. I, I it's so rare in that show and I, I, I enjoy it. You 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 disagree. I can't stand Connor, but um, Connor's the funniest and, person in that, there. in that, in that, in <laughs> that, that, in that vein, maybe his wife is, or mm-hmm. future wife or whatever. Current <laughs> wife. Maybe she's been the most honest. Yeah. She's, she's look, I think inarguably she's the most successful character. When you consider where she was at the beginning of the show to now, like, I mean, cousin Greg's kind of come up too. <laughs> I guess, but like he's such a joke. Greg is Greg is hilarious. Was yeah? Was didn't the show start with him at like a at like <laughs> Disneyland. a teaching thing? Yeah, for their like carnival, <laughs> he's like throwing up in park, a helmet, like learning it, like watching videos, learning how to be a yeah. cast member to use the Disneyland parlance, like to be yeah. a mascot in a costume <laughs> at the at a theme park. And he got fired and then rehired because of who his uncle is. Yeah, or no, who? Yeah. His, uncle or grandpa? Uh, his, his, his grandpa, great uncle, is Logan. Yeah, his his grandfather, who is Logan's brother. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our succession takes. You, you want to start doing succession recaps for Substack? Yeah, you want to start doing that? Yeah, I told you we're Bill Simmons. All right, we're gonna start doing that on my Substack then. That is the formal announcement. Um, until then, and until the next time I talk to you, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul. This was the Lakers Lounge. Next time you hear from us, I'll have a lowdown out later tonight, and then we will be getting ready for... I'm going to record the lowdown after uh, Suns and Nuggets, Um, and we'll have, you know, maybe a clearer picture of what the Lakers are potentially playing for here. Um, If if Phoenix wins, that's the only... Like, like you're talking about, Aaron, if, if in terms of, like, the unpredictability of this Lakers-Warrior series, if Phoenix wins, I do kind of wonder if LeBron puts his foot down and tries to win game five um, just to try Like, cause if Phoenix wins, then they go and win in six and then there's no anyway. rest advantage. So it might not put matter, your foot, but put your foot down anyway. Yeah. I, the only, the only thing I want to avoid is, is trying hard and then losing. Like that's, it's the playoffs. That's the only man. thing. Yeah, I know. It says a lot about me as like a, as a, as an employee though. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.